Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Welcome back to It Girls Podcast. We're in Boo Boo Studio today. We're in Boo Boo Studio with a special guest. Before we get into it, uh, guys, there's only 50 tickets left for our show in Cork. So that's Cypress Avenue on the 11th of October. Go buy them. They're on our website. And we're also doing a show. In Vicar Street, Vicar Street, 16th of November, 25 euro biatches. There's like around 200 tickets left for that. I think about less. So it's selling like hotcakes, girlies. Yeah. Selling like hotcakes. So if you want to come to them, go get your tickets. Don't be a fucking loser. <laughs> <laughs> don't be a loser and come to our show. Basically, don't be a fucking loser. Uh, today, joining us on Ikal's podcast, we have someone who is definitely funnier than us. Taller. taller. I'm definitely taller. I don't know if I'm funnier, but I'm taller, yeah. You well, are both. You're both. <laughs> We're really Joanne McNally. Joanne You got a cover for your jewel. I know, I bought it on eBay. Well, you'd need it because I lost my jewel. They're like they're 40 pounds. Tiny. Yeah. 40 pounds? 35 paid, euro. Circle K. I paid 40 in London, yeah. Oh, well. We'll be jeweling away. Yeah, I think. You want to jewel that jewel that you're so cool. I love I the jewel, but like I'm such a nerd, I can't smoke it without coughing I'm still it's really strong it's way strong so this is the first I, I so I keep talking about Edinburgh because I'm just back and it's like it's Edinburgh like Edinburgh on the Edinburgh on the it's like being um, what's it like it's like being away anywhere for a month it's just on my mind mm. but this is the first Edinburgh I didn't smoke because you get so anxious when, you, when you're doing shows my adrenaline's really really high yeah. so I smoke and I drink like insanely like I, just like a mad fun yeah mm. oh, yeah. Well, um, nothing I used to smoke but when I get nervous that's all I want I'm like yeah sick. like that yeah. just can't. same well it makes me feel like I'm gonna get sick it's horrible <laughs> it's actually just the opposite but drink and smoke you're like I need to drink a fag but anyway so I was smoking the jewel over yeah. there instead of fags and my throat was so much worse I was coughing so much more really? way worse yeah and I gave it to a friend of mine who smokes as well and she took a toke off and she was like that's way stronger than any marble I've ever had in my life I think it's because you saying. don't know when it's finished you're just like because like, you can do it anywhere you could do it in a I fucking know. doctor's surgery you I can do it j- 4 7 I'm like oh, yeah I'm waiting to get fined in a way <laughs> I know like, throw me off this bus I dare you <laughs> give me that 300 <laughs> you used to be able to vape wherever you wanted to they changed but, uh, it for such a short while yeah they've copped on yeah, yeah it's bastards. always the way always the fucking way yeah with just one little bit of fun we have somewhere did attempt to throw me out after the marathon 37 Dawson Street me and my aunts and sisters were all chewing away and vaping away you know those big ones that look like kind of guns they're like tanks and they have like the plume of smoke that comes out so it was like we were hotboxing a corner of 37 Dawson Street in our like gross red marathon top that we got and they kept on coming around being like stop vaping we were like okay I'm like Cool it seems so, so obsessed. Innocent. She was doing it into her t-shirt. Like, <laughs> the smoke was just coming up. We were like a dragon. We were like, and it's funny because there's no, there's no tox. To- I don't think there's any toxins in it. It's just nicotine. It's just nicotine. Yeah. We're on for you. Which Jenny's dad told us nicotine actually helps you concentrate. So I'm basically it's like, what? It's a stimulant. Just the same as a shot of ginger or whatever the fuck people. <laughs> yeah, it's like kale. It's just kale. Literally. Apparently, it gives you popcorn lungs, so it gives you little growths. On. I ha- I don't like. No, oh. you've ruined it for Lindsay. Now she has that what's a trypophobia. Yeah, I've tried Yeah, so me, I didn't know oh. what I had. I didn't know. I didn't understand. I just knew that I couldn't look at those things that spread it out of potatoes. Oh yeah. Oh, and I used to dream works. about them. And then when I worked, I actually worked with James Cavanaugh, and he has, um, it, yeah. he has it as well. Yeah. A lot and of people was, have it. I saw something today that was, I mean, the most triggering thing for trophobia I've ever seen. Do you want to know what it was? I don't even know. If I yeah, it won't matter. I have to be able to see it. It's only really seeing it. So it's it's there was a tweet and it was like straight men uh, you know and it's like what they say straight men it's like skincare is gay also straight men and it's this man and he pushes up his nose no. and all of his fucking white heads come out of his pores <laughs> that is tri- isn't trifobia yeah. patterns on like, something organic it's yeah. holes yeah it's, it's holes like repetitive holes because it's actually a form of anxiety because it's like not knowing what's in the hole thinking that you're going to trip into the well, hole they, they also think it's, it's something to do with like when we were like 
apes or whatever could poisonous things look like that so we're yes like you have to be to like yeah or it's evolution we should gone. be yeah. but like even weirdly james haven't had this mad because the longer you look at something holy everything the less you get freaked out by it so like if you really train yourself to look the less yeah. you get freaked out yeah. you but feel you need to understand it yeah you You're just like, kind of okay. stare at it and then it becomes less repulsive because mm. it's repulsion is what i feel yeah, it's actual too, physical yeah. repulsion but james Kavanaugh had this intensely triphobic triggering exfoliation glove on him the other night oh, really? did you see that no and i was like <coughs> it was oh, gross it's horrible and i was like oh the triphobia is back but he has it but you, it's yeah. the worst thing is when you tell people you have it they will tag you in every trial yeah time well he Facebook-y does that thing. all the time because i used to see him tagging people on you remember on facebook you used to see like people tagging other people and all the shit you speak I was like James what the fuck you like I know it's disgusting it but is. some people have it around like honeycomb I don't have like honeycomb I'm no like, honeycomb's innocent no. but that's so interesting yeah it's obviously that I'm my body is protecting myself against eating anything poisonous yeah maybe Ooh. and that's why it makes me feel nauseous I'm repulsed by yeah, it yeah because it's that's like your body being like don't fucking eat that shit I have yeah. seen some stuff like years ago that I still have at the back of my eyelids oh yeah that I'm oh. like I'll, it will just come yeah. to me but also it's like an anxiety thing that like you can have loads of shit going on but you will focus on this one gross thought. Like I can't get the bloody cork out of my head. We were just talking about that. Well oh, that was Theo- almost triphobic what you said there. The back oh, of my yeah. eyelids. I was already Theo- like oh, the back of her eyelids. So Theo Campbell, we were just talking about this. Theo Campbell was in Ibiza with that fecking freak Gary Linkier. You know that old man. Wayne Linkier, yeah. yeah oh, freak. Oh, his brother's with Gary. Yeah. 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 And um, he was at some Ibiza freaking foam party. God knows what they're doing over there. And he has champagne, and it goes right into his eyeball, splits his eyeball, and now he's freaking blind. I know, it's gross. I know. Splitting an eyeball—that sends it itself. Catapulting into your eyes, the, the pain, pain, and the wrecking of the party, and him actually being blind—it's just so. I guess there was a girl out in my where I'm from uh, years ago, and she, we, I wasn't there, but of course the story was very famous at the time. We were at a party. No, sorry, I wasn't there. They were at a party. I've taken, <laughs> I've taken it on. We all do that. I heard a friend of mine tell a story that happened to me the other night, and I was like, "That's not your fucking story." So. And she's like, "Oh yeah!" I was like a really good friend of mine and they'd be like you, you. Sure you know you <laughs> Joanne McNally I'm like no I follow we follow each other on Instagram it was this, she was like <laughs> what was it um, it was that she oh yeah there was a bowl of I think it was like these snowball pills or something <laughs> so there's like pit at normal ease yeah and then like these were these extra hardcore ones okay. snow, snow wasn't there called anyway she ate like three in a row <gasps> And then in front of everyone at the party, including people I know, so this is only sixth hand information, <laughs> she gouged her own eye out. Like no. full on gouged her eye out at the party with a spoon. And everyone let her. With a spoon. Well, I don't think there was that. She went, she had a psychotic break. Oh my God. There was no stopping her. Like, Maybe she did it privately and then came out and went, ta-da. I don't know. She full on gouged uh, her eye out there with a spoon. That happened to a young woman in... I need to stop reading Daily Mail. Yeah. I need to stop. But I that's have so this good obsessive. Though. I go on about God five times a day. Yeah. And that's why I know so much useless but shit, but also the most horrifying stories. Like a woman was killed by a, her metal straw a while ago. Oh, I know that story. It went up the roof of her mouth. Yeah. No, it went in her eyeball again. Oh, eyeball. In her eye and gouged through to her brain. So she had like the mason jar that had the screw top. So the metal straw was fixtured oh. like in yeah. the jar with her little smoothie and trying to be healthy. Trying to be sustainable. Yeah, what do you say about this sustainable hoe bags? And um, you've never heard anyone die by that one fucking turtle with the plastic straw up his nose. But anyway, and then, um, so she's having her little smoothie. She trips and the thing lodges right into her eyeball. Into her brain. Dead <laughs> what a way to go. And then you hear about people getting shot in the face and they don't die. Yeah, they just have horrible... Something, there's something about... <laughs> did you ever hear the woman who was killed by the shaft of frozen urine coming from a plane? <laughs> no. So apparently, what? and again, what? I say what? apparently, I say apparently because I've no idea if any of this shit is true, okay? <laughs> just going to throw it out there. Okay, I read a headline and I'm like, dear God. I know, you're like, Bible, Bible, science. Um, this woman was killed by a frozen shaft of urine. So apparently, 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 when planes, you know, like when you take a piss in a plane, oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. it all goes into one area of the plane and then it's frozen and released over the ocean into the sea. 
Okay. Frozen. Okay. We freezes. can't ask questions because this okay. story is yeah. not solid. But it okay. probably freezes in the air anyway if it's being released because it's so cold up there. Uh, Potential. Good. Good point. Isn't it like minus thirty or something? I'm nodding so. as if I know the temperature yeah. of. Drugs. I just know like, from being on the plane and it says it on the screen. It's like yeah. and I'm like whoa. Minus oh, 50. Yeah, you know? She's right. They don't probably, probably don't intentionally freeze the air out. It probably just freezes as freeze it is it released. Like, yeah. You know what we should do? It's yeah. It's more compact. Cupid, like, shooting it down to earth, hoping two piss heads fall in love. Um, anyway, they released it down, and, it, and the, it, the, the plane malfunctioned, and they released it over a field in, like, Somerset or something, and this woman was pierced with a shaft of frozen urine and killed her like people go all sorts of ways remember the woman in Limerick who, who died because she rode her Alsatian yes oh, and the spur yes. she was allergic to the spur what are the That's chances amazing. I know amazing. and she had kids like four kids and it was all over the front of the paper. and there was the man who died from getting rode by the horse yeah was I've, that Ireland that was in America I believe okay there was step too far for Ireland oh, oh well a, a friend a girl I live with in London she likes Shag and Dong. No. <laughs> Should I say? Even more interesting. <laughs> She's very fond of her station. She's a sexual psychiatrist. Okay. And Tracy Cox of Daily Mail. The stuff. Like, there's a lot, like, you, there's way more bestiality going on than you would think. Oh, That's There's a lot of it going on. And, like, a lot of men riding horses and stuff on, he- on stags. And then coming into her no filled with a rat. Yeah, and she's what? like, yeah. You're on a stag, you're going to ride a stag. Yeah. <laughs> Is that some gross secret stag? Ew, maybe you're... that's why they're called stags. Who knows stags? what they do? Oh, they all ride horses. Who knows what they do? <laughs> yeah, they think we're stagging strippers. Yeah. I know, yeah. What do they know? <laughs> <laughs> I know what's it's a Shetland pony called Donna. <laughs> yeah. They no, do, they come into her and they're like, I'm worried I've got something. And she's like, I'm not a vet, I can't help you. So what, do, do, if a human checks a freaking animal, do they have to go to a vet because they've had sex with an animal? No, I think she was trying to teach him a lesson, but she was like, mm. I can't, I can't handle the bestiality. She's like, I just That's can't cope with it. Yeah, she's like, it's just so gross. Yeah. And like mad stories, like men, like, anyway. Like, sometimes I'll feel bad about the dog, but it, like that Alsatian came, so he was obviously enjoying. But they don't really know any different, really. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. I was, <laughs> I'm like, it's a poor animal, but then I'm like, well. You don't have so You definitely can't ride a dog. Like, you can't. Like, you the dog, can't. it's not a consensual sexual encounter. No. I had a dog, God rest Toby. He non consensually licked any knicker I had around the house. Oh, yeah. So, Al I'd, chewed the crotch of my knickers the other week. Oh, I had I, sex with a guy once and I, 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 I bought new knickers, and the next morning they were just gone. They and the dog, did, they just, the dog had eaten the whole, it just hadn't just eaten the, the crotch. Gusset. I just would love to oh, know how she'd eaten the whole, the whole knicker. The whole knicker was gone. I love the singular knicker. The whole knicker, the whole <laughs> pant was gone. It's like, you might want to have her x-rayed. Oh my God. Yeah, because if they can die from a square of chocolate, surely. I know. <laughs> but like my mum's dog, we have to pull, like I have all these pennies, um, neon pop socks. And when I stay in mum's house, the dog eats them. And then they all collide, like kind of combine into like a huge big string. And we have to pull all the neon <gasps> pop socks out of her ass because she no. can't get them out herself. Okay, I, that's why I don't have dogs. Yeah, Stress. The, that kind no of niggers. shit. No, <laughs> no niggers. No wonder where they're well, salty. They love no. the smell. It's whatever it's the, the salty. I think they like the salty, salty shit. Yeah, I think How it's like. How do they get a taste for that? Like, what, they, you never see them at the but salt. But it's the sock. It, <laughs> but it's a sock as well. I don't wear socks. No, my dog was purely female. Oh yeah. Where are? It's the same as if you've got. You know, when you go into a friend's house and it's really embarrassing because you've got your period and their dog goes straight for your crotch. Or not even a period. You're just normal day. Yeah. Like so many dogs are bad height. That's what I mean when they're bad I When I lived in New York, my housemate had this fucking dog, such a cute dog, but terribly trained. She was a pit bull. Perfect vag height. I'd be in the kitchen. She'd go up from behind, nose up the gusset, and you're just like, ah, trying to bash her away, like, ah, Lily, stop. And then he's like, Strong stop. Urge to kick I'm the like, like, it's not my yeah, dog. I'm like, can I just actually know her fucking jaw would lock on my what? Vagina. It's kind oh. of embarrassing. Then I'd it's grand if you, if you know them well, it's grand, <laughs> but if you don't, it's pretty embarrassing. Yeah. 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 Or if it's like in your friend's house and it's like the dad being like, get away. Yeah. Get yeah. away. Like, stop. <laughs> she never usually does it. She must have a particularly <laughs> smelly one. <laughs> Potent pussy. Potent <laughs> pussy. So you're just back from Edinburgh. Yeah. How did it go? It was grand. It was, um, it's hell. Like, it's like, it's all about mental stamina. That's the best way months. I can describe it. It's mental stamina. You're doing shows every day. What's that called? Some yes. days I did more than one show. 
Sometimes I did four shows. You said you racked up about 60 shows over Backed the Racked up about 60 That's shows, yeah. In, me and Lindsay did, uh, as we like to call it, a tour where we did four shows over the space of about three months. And we're like, oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Dear God, the same set. Still like, recovering. I'm like, yeah. But, but Edinburgh's kind of unusual in that sense. Like, nowhere, that would never happen unless you go to Australia, of course. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a week too long. Like, it's, yeah. it's tough. You have to kind of zone out. You almost have to brainwash yourself to keep going. Yeah. But this was the first year, like I was saying, I didn't have to fly her every day. Uh, so it was less demanding. Yeah, because I remember out. my first year and they sold out, yeah. That's class. So a flyer as in... So you have a team of flyers. Yeah, yeah so it's like... Like a exactly. uncovered yeah. kind of thing. It's like, this night. Yeah. Irish <laughs> yeah. yeah. comedy. You're the one on the so stage and flyers. Yeah. So I do it because I you sell your own show. Like you have a team of flyers, right? So you have three people flyering for your show. Oh, okay. So it's um, not you with the flyers. And, but then I fly her as well. Well, no because one's going to sell your show like you're going to exactly. sell it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Random lad. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah. when I used to fly her in London for a club night, I used to hand everybody four of them and dump them in the bin and just go around to another bar for a drink and be like, yeah, I hand them all out. Yeah, exactly. Like, they don't care. <laughs> no. no. And plus, people like when you fly your own show because you can sell it better and it just kind of works more. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so there's that, which is obviously very draining as well. So you mm-hmm. have to go up, you have to fly her for three hours before your show, then you have to do your show. Okay. And So the first year, I remember... I went over with a show about bulimia, like a comedy show about bulimia. That was called Bite Me. Bite Me. And then there was people flyering for the show and I could hear them flyering and they're like, Irish comedy, supported Tommy Tiernan. And I was like, I've never actually supported Tommy Tiernan, so that's a lie, which I don't mind lying. I fucking say whatever. Especially when you're not going to get caught. It's like, supported, yes I did, as in I stood in the same tent as him. Yeah, I've seen him. I've seen (laughs) him. Um, I support his comedy. Yeah, I'm very supportive of him as a person. Uh, But I was like, no, 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 don't send them down telling them it's comedy because like, it's actually a really dark and strange show by bulimia. So like, mm-hmm. da- it's worse if they come in expecting something different. So at least when you sell your own show, you can tell them okay. what it's yeah. about. So yeah. they're not horrified forward slash disappointed. They know what they're getting. And then yeah. if they don't want to stay, they don't want to stay. Yeah, that's true. Because me and Lindsay were stressed when we did Vodafone Comedy Festival because like we'd never done like a comedy show. It was always like yeah. a live podcast. Hee hee. As in, if you don't laugh, it's okay. Because yeah. we're not that's... saying it's a comedy show. Yeah. And then we did the comedy festival. We were like... It's a totally different thing. And we don't know the stamp. I think it's kind of like it's a vague stamp. Like, what is comedy? I don't know. Is there a, like. It's so different. It? Because there's so many different types yeah. of comedians and styles of comedy. Yeah. So you're like. There's entertaining, there's performing. Um, like, some of the comedians, like, uh, so I've seen a fair bit of comedy since I've been in stand-up like before I got into stand-up I had no interest in comedy really I so never tell us that story because we yeah. obviously okay. went into, how you got into comedy it. story so how I got into comedy was um, I was insane and <laughs> I was in a treatment programme um, in Vincent's for anorexia and bulimia and slowly losing my mind although I'd already kind of lost my mind and I mm. was obviously like uh fully mental and then I left so I was working as a publicist had to leave that because I'd gone mental went into treatment came out of treatment but was still in treatment as an outpatient so I was in kind of during the week uh, but in the evenings I was free to just walk the planet and be mental basically (laughs) and the weekend so I I didn't know what I was going to do but I knew I couldn't really go back to publicity I knew the reason that it all happened was because I was there was obviously something really wrong as in like I was obviously very unhappy or unsatisfied or very I think the best way to describe it is I was completely estranged from myself I didn't know what the fuck I was about I didn't know who I was I didn't know what was going on I knew that the job I was doing wasn't really working and I knew I probably wanted to do something more creative so anyway uh, I started writing which ended up being bite me kind of kind of um, just pieces I I started a blog Called eat the croissant or something. Didn't we all just start a blog? Start a blog. <laughs> <That's cool. laughs> yeah. Do people is a blog? Are blogs still a thing? No, and I miss them. They're gone. I, I think bloggers more so have like websites now. Yeah, like, yeah, where yeah. Have sections, like, Barely even. Maybe a mm. YouTube channel, and mostly a blogger is just an Instagram. No. But I think blogging has come. It's just like in different formations. Yeah. You know? But I do yeah. miss. I miss like, the written blog. I have to say. But like, surely yeah. it's still there, or they've transferred into podcasts. I'd say it's yeah. more a podcast because like people are now not even reading blogs or not reading books; they're listening to Audible and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Kind of like how we, yeah, like I guess how we consume that kind of content is yeah, just reading with the their go, ears. The so your blog, what was it called? So it was called Eat the Peach or Eat the Croissant, Eat the Peach. Anyway, 
Um, so someone sent it to Vicky Nataro actually, okay. who was in, in the Indo at the time. And she was like, look, I like your writing. There's a column. So then I was like, okay, look, I can make a living out of my writing. Well, a living, like, but I can start, sorry, start trying to make a living out of my writing. Yeah. Then this woman, Una McCavitt, who, no, sorry, firstly, which is so surprising. Even when I was mental, I had boyfriends the whole time, which is, I don't know how Sometimes the, the crazier you are. I think men love a mental woman. But they didn't know because the second they figured out how mental I was, they all they left, know, yeah. obviously. How do, I'd love to know, how do some women, when they're mental, and I was like, on to the freaking... Emaciated. Like, I was so yeah. thin. Like, I was, I looked so mad. <laughs> and I still, I still well, had they, they like men, men, men. And does that freak you out in terms of, like, from now, are you like... Because we had a, my friend um, on a couple episodes ago, and she uh, is bulimic and all has eating disorders throughout her life and everything. And she's like, you know, when I would be at a bigger stage, no attention. But as soon as I was at my unhealthy, yeah. some guys yeah. that wouldn't talk to me in school were like, hey, how are you? I know. She's like, how can I get my head around the fact that men love a fucking tiny, bloody woman? I know. Tiny, mentally unstable woman. It's so dark. And... It's so dark, like, and it's true. And like, it's the same with me with even like moving pounds. Like, if I'm a few pounds lighter, I yeah. will get more male attention. But I think like, that's is that not changing now? Oh no, Lizzo can sing her heart out. Men still love a fucking slim woman. But they still, but there's there's definitely a difference. As in, yes, they want a slim woman, but you have to understand they've been brainwashed as well. Yeah, I think totally. they have. But like, they want a slim woman, but at the same time, if if we go back to like hunter gatherer shit which I'm mm. obsessed with they also want like fertility that's why yeah. men love much younger women they want the hips the tits the ass yeah. and I remember I gigged in I gigged in latitude and longitude last year what one's the Irish one longitude longitude yeah. gigged in longitude last year the year before I can't remember and it, like I remember when I was a teenager I hated my body so much if I could have chopped it off and lived as a head with, le- with feet I would have done it like <laughs> I hated my body like I would just wear extra extra large umbro jumpers o'neill's tracksuit bottoms and then like you we and we all did it you'd wrap a jumper around your o'neill like tracksuit bottom even to even in case they saw the hint of an ass like yeah, we yeah, were just yeah. so horrified by our bodies and developing and all that stuff like we would do whatever to stop doing it and then i went into longitude oh, all these young ones i was like fucking there. hell yeah, you went this year. i went this year and like at one point i was just at this like three area just watching the outfits I yeah was like, Oh my god! They're like, naked. I know they're like now. I was like, they're naked. No, but they. They're not wearing really anything. Wear. They yeah. really. Yeah. Like, and I'm texting me being like, I know, like, like I, I said, like an owl, but like literally. No, like, sh- I was shocked. Mental. But like, shocked in a in a in a positive way. Yeah. As in, yeah. Because it's all body types wearing whatever the fuck they want. Wearing the same thing. Yeah. It that was like bigger girls, smaller girls, like. <clears throat> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, there was no. It's a, getting emotional, but girls, but like who haven't developed yet. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, I was like an underdeveloper when I was a teenager, so I had like no tits, no arse, nothing. I was a swimmer, so I was just so fucking gangly and skinny, and I hated it. You know mm. that way. So I would be like trying to like make myself look more like a woman, but they were what? all different types. So you're a bit younger. What are you? I'm 29. 29, yeah. So I'm 36. So it, I think it really did shift even between you and me. I think it shifted. Now it shifted yeah. again. Apparently what shifted it was the Olympics. I remember reading that that was when the kind of change of body type and people were actually preferring a work for body as in like a gym honed. Like, yeah. And whatever that Fitness. body would Which be. Olympics though? They've um, always been on. There was one English girl, I can't remember okay. her name, but she got really famous. And she I thought it was the, the Kardashians. And that... The Kardashians, probably, I think, probably as I well. I think the Kardashians yeah. more brought in ass, ass and surgery. Well, know. not like, even that. Like, but even before they were surgery, like the Kardashians, because before that, when I was a teenager, everyone who was famous was racing. Like Kate Moss, heroin like, chic. It was like yeah. heroin chic. That was it. Like you could only have the one up and down. Yeah. Like, and no one even thought of ass or boobs. That was. Maybe it was embarrassing to have them. Yeah. It Early was embarrassing 90s, to have them. Maybe big boobs. You want to be like Pamela Anderson thing. But like other than mm. that, it was like straight up and down. Then when the Kardashians came, before they went like really, really crazy. Like I'm talking like season one or two when they looked a bit more fucking normal. Mm. That was when I think. Because but also J Lo as well. Because I remember yeah. when J Lo came out, everyone was like, Whoa. that was the first time I ever heard guys be like, Ooh, look at her arse. And I was like, what? Her We're allowed to have an arse? arse? Yeah. <laughs> I've been covering mine for years. Yeah, yeah. Look at it, it's huge. I was like, oh no, please don't let them in. I have no arse. It's like back to You've legs. Got but it's, it's yeah, just, it's, it's just, it's, 
it's fashion like that's what it is it's like it's up and down it's in and out and like heroin chic things got so grim and like it went so mm-hmm. thin yeah, yeah yeah that like they're you know the models were like dropping dead of anorexia yeah. on the catwalk the and women had to swing back. that it just started it couldn't have gone any further like was there was no more space for it to go yeah and then it'll probably swing back now because i think we're going so far with the whole like bbls and like everyone getting crazy surgery for like these mm-hmm. kardashian boys that's yeah gonna swing back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you see a picture of like see say kylie jenner was on that yacht with all her friends and they all have literally the same body they've yeah. literally just it's been the exact same surgeon is it an ass and tits it's flat waist big like nice tits and then these ridiculous arses the arses are yeah. like nappies like they look just just awful like they, they make no sense because they're unnatural yeah well come like, here comedy oh yeah. So, oh yeah sorry we always go track so you were writing this, you were blogging you wrote the show. Sorry, yes. And then this woman that I knew at the time, Una McEvitt, I'd also, during that period of time of, of when I was very unwell and I had more boyfriends than I've ever had in my whole life because I thought that if I got a good relationship, it would fix me. Yeah. I was like, yeah. I know what will fix me. A man. A yeah. man's love. <laughs> um, I'd rather just outsource the self-love. You know what I mean? I was like, I'd rather just not do it myself. I'll give that job to someone else. And if he yeah. loves me enough, then I'll be grand and la la. It'll be all fine. So, um, one of these men was uh, very bold and he'd been kind of sniffing around for a couple of years and I had said, like, I, I hadn't been interested and then I hit 30 and I was very, as I said, like, just estranged from my own body and mind and he said, like, do you want to have a go? And I said, yeah, sure, fuck it, we'll have a go. And then <laughs> I, like I do all the time, um, fell in love, like, that. Like, I'm one of those as well. Fell in You know that when you've sex, when a woman orgasms, her body releases the same attachment yeah. hormone that it does when she gives birth. Yeah. I remember it's so great. on Sex and the City. They're so like grim. children. And they've been us for 10 years or something outrageous like that. Oh, the, the semen. No, the attachment. I remember seeing that in Sex and the City. so grim. Like the, horm- the attachment hormone to that person stays inside us. Inside for 10 women. years. For women. I don't know about that. I don't know about years. that now. Ten, ten years is a long time. Like, I shag in ten years. Yeah. And I've never. Well, then it's true. Well, by that sorry. Then it's true. So fact you... alert. Then it's true. Fact email. Um, so yeah, no, I'd be very like that. If yeah. if you, you pierce the film, you, like you break your bike. That's what my sign vibe. are you? Taurus. Taurus. Interesting. I just like to know. Yeah, Jenny is the star sign girl. I can't. I star signs like. I don't, I don't, I'm not against them. Um, anyway, we'll talk about star signs later. Yeah. Yeah. So I have very know. strong feelings on star signs. Okay. And healers. Oh, healers, I don't go that far. No. Jesus no, Christ, no. No. Um, so I was falling. I think I was kind of, I was falling for him. I was falling for him. Whether it was love, I don't think it was. And no, it wasn't. But I was definitely falling from, I'd kind of invested. I was like, yeah. this is grand now. This, this, is it. this is it now. And, but like, I remember like being in his house and he was, funnily enough, weirdly, he was a foodie. So like, the relationship was absolute hell. Like, I never stayed for breakfast. I never stayed for lunch. Never stayed for dinner. Like, I would just go over, ride him, get pissed, um, and leave. And, uh, <laughs> and was that because you weren't eating? or Because I wasn't eating and anything I did eat, I'd get rid of, I'd puke it okay. back up. Like, I was, spur- I was spinning around the plug hole of yeah. absolute mm-hmm. madness. And um, obviously he eventually sussed this and was like, <laughs> yeah. fucking, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, oh, she's not fun crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, she's actually crazy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. like, you never ate with him or in front of him? I can't remember now because it seems like it was so long ago. Because so much has happened since. Yeah. My biggest memories of the relationship are me going, yeah, go on, I'll, I'll take a chance. But I do remember thinking, you know when you think like you're better than someone not that I was better than him but I do remember thinking like I'm out oh, of your league yes that <laughs> yeah. was it okay. right then I fell for him you're like hee hee I'm the hot one oh, then I fell for him all the time that is the worst that is no. the worst so I fell like, for him I'm so much harder than yeah. you and you're like I'm mad about you and they're like yeah yeah, I know and I felt working. yeah and I felt because I'd known him so long I of course got into my head and I've always had it in my head and I think there is a bit of truth to it that men would ha- they'll have a certain idea of what you're about or certainly what I'm about yeah. because I'm quite like chatty and I'm quite like an extrovert and all those things yeah. and then when they get to know the actual you like yeah. the the Monday night you like the real you that they go oh actually no I'm not into that and it feels yeah. like it's a real, it really hurt. So anyway, he ended it, uh, rightly so, 
And I was raging. And he ended it at a party in front of everyone. It was so no, embarrassing. No. I say a party. It was like a tiny session. It was like six Still, of us there. anything other than just talking to me. Oh my God, wait until I tell you. So anyway, we're sitting at this session and I was like, this is my boyfriend now. It's great. I think I love him. It's fabulous. It's going to fix me. And uh, it's going to be <laughs> wonderful. And I'm really mad about him. And he's like, and then I remember I was locked. Because I wasn't eating anything. So yeah. like any drink and I was like, yeah. Shit face. We all know the girl who has an eating disorder who's yeah. like, please don't drink tea. Yeah, you have a thimble of gin and you're like in a yeah. calm yeah. and a blackout. And, um, Crying and puking at yeah. the same time. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm being glad you're puking. No, it's terrible. Um, yeah, loving the puking. Yeah. <laughs> you're like delighted. Uh, but I was sitting there anyway looking at him and I was like, just isn't he great? And then I remember it kind of coming too because I probably was in a little bit of a blackout and he, I just remember going, are you, are you, are you breaking up with me? Oh, and there was like, we were sitting around a table. So like there was other people there and I saw, they were doing exactly what you're doing now, your face. Just like, I just turned away and they were putting their hand over their mouths like this and he was. And he just started, I, I was like, I, I'm not gonna use his name, just call him, I don't know, fucking Derek. And he's like, Derek, Derek, what are you doing? And he's like, I just, you know, I, I have to, I have to move house recently and three, I really stressed, I have to train for a marathon. I just don't have the time for this and I, I can't give you what you need. I can't give you what, and I was like, I, there's people look at everyone's looking there was no music on or anything like everyone's oh, just listening no. so now anyway, i walked out of the house i was like right fuck that and then i remember he tried to contact me a couple of times but i knew he wasn't trying to contact me to get it back on he was trying to contact me to say <laughs> sorry i shouldn't have done it okay. the way i did it but i wouldn't have i wouldn't answer wouldn't have anything to do with them and then on valentine's day and i was still in work at this stage this bouquet of flowers arrived to the office no oh, I hate from it. him he loves a public moment clearly this man yeah, yeah. Public, right the performer public himself <laughs> um <laughs> give him a mic I was like, damn Derek uh, so <laughs> damn Derek sent flowers and then the latter basically said sorry I did it the way I did it okay don't send flowers though just send the notes <laughs> I wrote back to him and I said um Bye. dear Derek you can imagine my excitement upon receiving an interflora delivery on Valentine's Day. <laughs> you can imagine my absolute horror when I realised it was you breaking up with me again with flowers. Well, you also got it in the office. In the office. Okay, yeah. we've oh, all been in. Yeah. I remember being in offices and there's so always twice he publicly broke up. There's with you. always yeah. one bitch who's like at fucking two o'clock on Valentine's Day. This yeah. huge and everyone's like, She's like and everyone prays around. Everyone wants to know. Like so, yeah. you're like. Oh my god, what a what a gesture! And then it's like, just so you know, we're definitely still broken up. I know, yeah. Oh yeah, so <laughs> you're you still have the single. Little, the little mini crowd. Yeah, you've got everyone oh. being like, oh, and then it was like, very oh, grim. From Derek, and then it's like, oh, he's just saying he wants his keys back again. He's sorry anyway, that he did that. Yeah, yeah. publicly hey. again, actually. I do think if you send flowers to someone's office, like even if you're like in a relationship, no, I think ever. I think that's really. I think it's, it's never happened to me, but I have been in jobs, and I've been like, it's like a, the weird thing, like I used to work in Tropical tropical pop girl all yeah. the girls so valentine's comes around we're all five and away mm. and the man comes in holding the flowers and like i definitely knew they were not for me but i'm still like but then like jesse would be like oh my god oh. and you're like so happy for you but, and it's like, always the bitch you like then you're trying to look happy in the face yeah oh, no, but you got this, you're like Oh no! That happened to me. It's like a, sliver, a sliver of hope. You're yeah, like, I know. It was the same when I worked in benefit. Like it was just all like all all girls, and it was all like girls and all. Like mm. their their fellas always pull through. The oh, indie yeah. bastards can barely remember what fucking day it is. No. But they're always like flowers. I'm picking up in a limo after work. We're going to yeah, truck a get away every steak. weekend. That you're kind of thing. Like, oh, yeah. But I think if you're sending flowers into an office, it, that's not about your partner. That's about wanting your partner wanting to Dick show measuring. off in a way. Yeah, it is. I think it's about the attention of <laughs> yeah, it. Like, yeah. It's not about yeah. Yeah, it's a thing for his ego. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. so no, her, on her ego. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? They're oh, feeding, yeah. It's like, it's a, that's why like. Stamp of like coupledom. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Right, it's like couples who can't go a single day without sharing pictures themselves. Like, is this yeah. for you or is this for us? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go home and ride. I don't need to see it. So what happened after that then? So, sorry. So then your man, yeah, that ended. Oh, yeah. Okay. So. Then Una, who was that woman I was talking about, she's the older sister of one of my best mates, Anya, and she was like, I was telling, I was going around town telling everyone this story about being broken up with by this lad, and he was yeah. bald, and that I'd felt the injustice of it, and I was, you know, <laughs> bald. Uh, hashtag rage. Yeah, I think he was. I can't even remember. 
Yeah, probably he probably was. I mean, I was three stone. He wouldn't have. It wouldn't have been a hard job flinging me around the place, fucking <laughs> swinging off the chandeliers and all. Probably split me in two. I don't really remember. I was delicate at the time. Yeah. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Um, anyway, tell everyone the story. And then Una was like, look, I'm putting this show together called Singlehood. You should do it and tell that story about that bald dude. Oh, and I was like, okay, Grant. And there was always kind of a show pony in me, but my family mm-hmm. just aren't that way inclined. So it was never really encouraged. Yeah. If anything, it was kind of discouraged. It was considered like a hobby, not a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, then did that. Then did Singlehood. And that show started doing quite well. And then PJ Gallagher either... I can't remember he came to the show and then joined the cast and he's a stand-up obviously and then he was like look you should do stand-up and I said um, I think originally I said no because I mean why the like no more than like if anyone said to you oh do stand like you yeah. don't think of it like you're like no I work in PR you like, kind of have to fall into it I think yeah. I think you either have to have a real passion for it yeah. which I never did some have. people are like obsessed with stand-up yeah. and they're like I never had single that single thing in the international no. club I never yeah. was like, that was not me because I was like I can't write jokes you like can. It. it just takes time. You just have to figure it's, it out. Yeah, it's like muscle memory, right? Yeah. Like, to like know it's a, how it's to like do a, it. It's a, it's a system. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but anyway, so that happened then. And I remember I'm going, go down to the clubs and do a couple of open spots or whatever. And I said, So like the open no. mic kind yeah. of? Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I, was, I wouldn't have had the confidence. No. I just wouldn't have had it. Mm. And uh, I was like, no, I think I'm going to try and get into like acting and writing and stuff. And then he was like, look, I'm going on tour. You can come on tour with me. And like learn the ropes. So I went on tour with him for maybe four or five months. And it was me, him wow. and Eric Lawler. That's so Eric dead. Lawler did, was the support. And then I did, did like five or six minutes in the middle. And then it grew to like 10 minutes. And then it grew to like 12 minutes. And then, mm-hmm. then that finished. And then it just started rolling. So Jennifer Zamparelli left Republica Telly. They had to replace her. I got the job, which I mean, in hindsight, I definitely should not have gotten. Like I don't like, I just didn't have the experience. Um, but I got it anyway and fucking winged it for two series and then yeah and then it just started kind of taking off but I was very lucky in the sense that I was brought into it mm-hmm. in a very lovely safe environment I didn't and then once I got in it wasn't so much, I worked my hell off um, like premeditated no which yeah. I think with comedy sometimes I know that from Jenny and I just being in it kind of recently as well you're in this I think the Vodafone Comedy Festival for us was a real like okay comedy you feel a bit like um an intruder because comedians a lot a lot of comedians are very much obsessed with yeah. stand-up set like i've honed this for years yeah feel so when you fall into it and it does well you kind of feel like intruder you owe them so, or they're kind of not that they are but it's just like it's like imposter syndrome I, yeah like, like oh yeah we do, like we never i never i love comedians on freaking like, yeah exactly <laughs> like i'm like a oh, rich race very yeah. funny man but I don't have that. It seems a very authentic kind of thing to get into. Maybe more in the with men. Like it's a very male-dominated mm. industry, and I think men. Like I remember in school, like there would be like the comedy heads. Even yeah. in school, who would go to comedy shows. Like I have gone to a couple of comedy shows and been kind of bored. But yeah. Like other people who would be into comedy would be really obsessed. So it's a weird kind of nichey thing. It is, and I think people. Some people take comedy very seriously, which yeah. is you know. Ironic, oh I guess. <laughs> yeah. uh, but they do, and that's not always, that doesn't always work either. Like, I think you can come into it any way you want. Like, there's no there's just lots straight of, system. It's not that, like the longer yeah. you. So, yes, okay, of course. It's, mm-hmm. The thing with comedy is people want it to be a meritocracy. It, 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 sorry, it shouldn't be 
it's not going to be ever the longer you're in it the better you are yeah. it doesn't work like that yeah. yes it's like anything you get experience the longer you do it but some people come in and they just fly in at the top because they're really fucking good and like Al Porter was like that yeah. and like I heal all his own <coughs> shit then after but like Al Porter came in and mm-hmm. he was really fucking good and just blew up it just well, blew up. I and think it's like the thing is tough shit. Lo- like sometimes that happens. You yeah. just have to suck it up. You like know, like the longer like, you're in it, you'll probably get your own standard better. Yeah, but exactly. it doesn't mean that you'll get to the level of like Tommy no, Tiernan. Exactly. Or, like yeah. it's not like it's like acting. Same with like even music. It's like I kind of either have it or you don't. And you can get you can improve. Like say like some yes. singers are like you know you can get vocal lessons and you can then maybe train your ear but like you're never going to be as good as like Whitney Houston who can just bang out a song exactly and it's just in her mm-hmm. you know that way it's like you can improve on your own level but like the baseline will always be the fucking baseline and you'll, you'll probably reach you'll, we'll all reach a certain level and, and you know yeah. that's kind of your level and yeah so I also think in, like I mean Jenny and I always say this like and even my sister because she is an editor anytime something goes a little bit pear-shaped within work it's always like the show is baby yeah. and that really does that yeah. like little phrase does just make sense of the whole thing because there is no sense in why certain people are famous or no. successful no. in creative terms like music fashion even or whatever like it's just it's a multitude of things mm-hmm. like you obviously we had Courtney Smith on um, was that last week? Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. And like, she's obviously a go-getter. You are in that same manner. So when you're saying like, I don't feel like I was prepared for that Republican telly, like you got it though. Yeah. yeah. That just meant that it was for you. It was for the... Regardless of whoever was like 10 years experience. It was good timing as well. And I was new. And I think when people are new to any industry, similar to what you got, you guys are new now. It's Mm. exciting. Like it's fresh blood. And podcasting is new in general. So Mm -hmm. it's like new in a new industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you get one chance to be new. Yeah. You only ever get one chance to be new. And I was in that only in, in, in the industry eyes, like no one outside of the industry knew who I was, but in the industry eyes, I was new. So it yeah. was it was interesting. Do you know that yeah. kind of way? Um, and then I just fucking threw everything at it and then started gigging in the UK and got signed in the UK and then lived on people's couches for like two years, going back and forth, gigging in between the UK and between Ireland. And now it's basically my entire life. So know? is this like your full time now? Oh yeah. This is everything... That's mad. Yeah. Like, I've lost relationships for it. Like, I've lost friendships for it. Not lost friendships. Actually, I know I have. Because, Why do you think? Because I think the more, it's, a, it's such an insular job yeah. and it's such an unusual job. And I, I don't work nine to five. Um, and the more time I spend on my own, the worse I get about being around other people. It's this weird, like, so I used to love being around big groups of people and now I can't stand it. Mm, and yeah. I think... I get, I've gotten bad at it. I don't know how to do it anymore. And like the more time I spend on my own, the less I want to be on the phone. So I don't want to ring my friends anymore because I yeah. feel like I've known you. What are you doing? I'm sitting on a train. I've been sitting on a train for a week. What are you doing? Like, yeah. you just feel like you've nothing to contribute. You feel like your lives are really different now. Well, like that, the life is different thing is a big one because I think like if you're working in an industry like comedy where so few people not only do but actually succeed in and working full time, it's like, how can you kind of relate to you know what I mean like it's like even when like, I talk to some of my friends they'd be like how's the podcast going and I'm just like or even my mom I'm like yeah it's grand I'm like I can't go into the ins and outs for it because like it's a waste of time me being like oh it's grand but we're really struggling for some content actually yeah. this week hopefully someone dropped out like, it's like you can't relate to it yeah so yeah yeah it's like there's no well you point. feel that way maybe they'd love maybe to they hear could. it you don't know but I also yeah. think that's the thing with self-employed I've been finding recently yeah. since kind of when I I really do I love being social but I also really love my own time because when I'm on yeah. my own in my house I will work I'll do I'm not sitting around fingering myself well yeah. you know but that takes five minutes but, <laughs> but I mean I'm using my That's time scheduled in <laughs> and when you're self-employed and you don't have a place of work to go to nine to five like when I'm at home I'm doing something that will be you know helping my job space or whatever. Yeah. yeah whether it's like putting up an Instagram or figuring out stuff or it goes or thinking you know or reading something that could maybe be an episode or just whatever and sometimes socializing I feel like oh I am sitting around when I could be working because when you are self-sufficient in that manner of being self-employed you're like sometimes socializing idly seems a bit just worthless yeah it's hard I I feel um, guilty like I feel guilty sometimes like I feel like um, and I've been trying to recently trying to, trying to like chill out a bit more and like take the pressure off myself I was talking to this comedian Zoe Lyons um, who's amazing in the UK because there is that pressure you're like 
I need the next thing, I need the next thing, I need a fucking, I need a sitcom, I need this, I need that. Um, yeah. And we were, I was talking to her about it and she was like, you're only, this is what you're doing now. What, you might as well enjoy what you're doing yeah. now and not spend the whole time disappointed that you're not at the next stage. Because then you'll get to that stage and you'll be disappointed you're not at the next stage. Yeah. You might as well just enjoy the journey, as it were. I think it's a scary thing. And a lot of the time people, you know, like ourselves who are comedians or whatever, you have a certain passion, which is like, you know, you're mad about something and you put everything into it and like you're, you are anxious about it as well, but that is the drive. And you were saying about that guy who could take your, like all the positives of maybe that side of your personality, but it's like a pendulum. Like as when, with me, like I'm a great, like loads of laughs, all that, but also when I get down, it's the same passion of, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think some people find that difficult, but it's like that with, like that's the kind of drive of, self-employment totally. in a creative mm. industry and I also think uh, just from the lad perspective I think the longer someone is interested or f- maybe the longer you know those people who kind of fancy you over the course of a number of years mm. and I have those people as well that I've been kind of obsessed with mm. they're the relationships you should never actually bring to fruition because they will always be a massive disappointment yeah. because whatever they've built you up to be you're never going to be that person and whatever they, you've built them up to be they're never going to be the person it's the same as like if I meet a lad on a date nap now and he keeps texting me, I'm like, no, I'll send you two texts and then I'll meet you. We always <laughs> That's say it. This. I know. What's the point like, of chatting for two fucking weeks? Because who was I talking to? It's I fake. I was talking to someone recently about this and they went on a Tinder date. I can't remember who the fuck it was. Lindsay. If it's someone we know, let me know. But it was this situation where they were texting and talking and talking and then they were like, I went on the date and it was kind of, like we uh, yeah because it's fault into and she all was, fault intimacy yeah, she was like yeah. I just couldn't I don't know it was so weird it didn't translate and I was like this I because Lindsay was actually one of the people to say this to me years ago she was like don't do the whole unless you know the bastard then it's fine but like if you've just met someone off Tinder don't text and text and text and talk because yeah. then you go on the date you've not the first date should be getting to know each other yeah that the first day is when you can be like so where to get to school yeah doing all that in text means you meet up and it's like so well, I know so that. Yeah, like I know. Yeah, you've nothing. But also, you can feel really close to someone when yeah. you're texting them yeah. all the time, and then you met them in real life. It and can't translate. Like, it texting is its own language. Yeah. It's its own entity. Yeah. I've had guys who I'm like, oh my god, we have so much in common. We bond. We use the same emojis, like mm. weird stuff. And then I meet up with them, and he's like, cool, hi. And we literally can't yeah. conversate the way. And it's because like, like oh, it's humans texting you. I know. Well, it's like humans like, need shit like body language and eye contact to actually know if there's an actual connection. That's why I'm like, you can so LARP as like hard. having, you can just LARP as having like some sort of intimacy because some guys are just good at texting. Exactly. Yeah. Like I've met guys where I'm like, whoa, dear God, you're good at texting. You meet them, they're like, hey. yeah. Yeah, yeah. none of their humor like, translates. Yeah, it's just like, they just have no, they know how to like figure out the kind of texture you are and they kind of mirror how you speak to them and yeah. you're like, huh? and then you meet them and they're like, how's it going? <clears throat> Really? nothing compares to meeting someone in real it's just nothing no, does no. and like also like I've um, fallen for lads that I worked with and because when I first met them I would never have been attracted oh, yeah. to them never have thought anything about them That's the, the thought of having fancy. sex with them whatever I work fancies are gas you're like he's so hot and then your friends and they're like my sister, <laughs> my sister what do you went think? out with a guy who had a to his waist ponytail and two shaven sides. <laughs> and would wear the like, crazy Ed Hardy t-shirts. Oh, he was like, rock till I die. And he would go to all these like weird rock shows in Germany and be like screaming. I, I was a mad bastard. She was like, how great is he? Also mute. Never spoke. We were like, huh? <laughs> but she'd been in the freaking whatever Office, call yeah. centre. <laughs> and he's you know, he obviously just turned into this kind of brand yeah. pit to her. It's convenient loving. It's convenient like, loving. Yeah. Well, I think also, like, when you're in a mundane job, you have to fucking force yourself to fancy someone. Oh, it makes work like, It makes work so much more fun. But what I will say is that it becomes real. It's like... I know, it, there's a line that you cross. But you fancy like, them. Like, I've gone out with lads <laughs> that I fell in love with because I spent so much time with them that, like, you fall for people you're around. Like... Oh, my sister went on... A, like a J1 and left for this man. <laughs> she was mad about yeah. it. Yeah, she was waiting for like a year. But I remember when yeah. I, one job I had, there was like the one hot guy. You know, like there's like an office and everyone's like, he's kind of hot. And there's just this one guy. You're like, oh, everyone fancies. And then I remember like someone being like, yeah, he's moving actually. He's leaving. He's leaving the agency. And everyone was like, I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's moving down to with his girlfriend. I was like, oh. Who? You're like, what's the point of working here anymore? I was enraged at him. <laughs> we had never spoken. I was like, 
<laughs> You're like, we're not going to tell me. Kept you got that, away with someone. Kept that secret. He had a fucking girlfriend. And then I got put on a job with him like a while later because he was like still doing freelance work. And we were like emailing. I was like, <laughs> little does his girlfriend know <laughs> what, what's going on in this email thread. It was like, is the work done? <laughs> Sneaking in a kiss. Oops, sorry. I thought you were my boyfriend. Sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, I also have a boyfriend. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> It really makes it reminded me of going to school, you know, when you had a fancy in school. Oh, yeah, and my you fancy walked down the corridor and you're like, oh. Yeah, I fancy made, for years and years, and I oh. kept it in. Oh, always suppressed it. I'm still to this day, I'm like, Elliot. But like, I, love I would. so much, you know, Palm from Alhaji. I know, I know. Is, um, and Dario's cousin, was yeah, no, Dario's mum married him. Anyway, uh, hello, I'm, Elliot. I'm still madly in love with you. I was like, obsessed. I had a lot of obsessions. Did you? Were you like obsessed? Oh, like I was drawing were, like, yeah. images yeah. of him. Mine were secret was, obsessions. Like, I mean, if someone was like, "Do you fancy Shane?" I'd be like, "Ew, dear, what the fuck is wrong with you?" And then I go home and be like, huh, "Someone asked me, he did I fancy him? Yeah. He means he knows me." <laughs> yeah. And then I'd be like, "Oh, Shane's scoring Laura," and I'd be like, "What a fucking prick! How dare he but score someone when I've never told him I like him?" It's like a love within yourself because like yeah. I would like brush past him in the corridor or he'd maybe hold my gaze for two seconds. I think I would come in yeah. my uniform I'd be like <gasps> But the horniness like, of a teenage girl is match never. I, I wish I'd no. get that horny again. But you only kind oh. of when I was a teenager I only really saw myself as something to be like attract like I just my role was to be like attractive oh, if you really? never get away. I never felt attractive. I, Neither I did I. That was what made it all so hard. But I was like, obviously, you just have to be really sexy. And you only ever really came alive when a boy paid you attention. That's how I grew up. You only never really came alive. I did. Cool. When you were a teenager? No. I didn't only get much. Until sixth year, one guy started to fancy me. And that was the first time I ever got fancy. I would die of embarrassment like, when I found out someone fancied me. I'd be like, I hate this. I remember like we, me and my family were away in holidays when I was, I must've been like 15 and we were on this like rowing boat thing. I can't remember what country we were in, but I remember. Clara Lara. No, it was in a different, <laughs> it was foreign. It was oh. foreign. I think it was Spain or France like or somewhere like that. And we got out of this like rowing boat and I was having this innocent time with my fucking family. And this like, well, in my mind, he was like a man. He was probably like 18. And he would he like help me at the board. He goes, and uh, for you, this is my phone number. That's I, different. I wanted That's to. That's disgusting. Yeah. I wanted, uh, you know, I went out with an 18 year old a year later. So I wouldn't say pedophilia. I'm joking, I'm joking. I know, I know. But I wanted to be Not lowered into the lake <laughs> with like soprano style weights on my ankles. My mum was like, um, I was like, how could. But in front of your parents, him. that's very embarrassing. Him. I think that was the most. Yeah. Yeah. That was the, we did a whole show on that because <laughs> when I was in Spain and I was like oh, yeah. flirtily trying to jump in the pool while this little English bloke was looking at me, twelve years old. We were both twelve, and I was like trying to like get my like size eight hits to bounce while I was like jumping in the pool. Like flirting and then I your went sisters. upstairs, hair ringing wet, up to my room, and Mum came after. She's like, "This little blonde English boy was asking for you." I was like. I think I shat on the apartment. I was like, huh? From excitement or from no, embarrassment? From like, oh, from embarrassment. Hell, what am I going to have like to do? My man. Oh, yeah. My I man know. knows I like fancying you. I, I didn't yeah. want anything to come of this. I was just like kind of flirting via my jumping in the pool. And then I got our little, you know, the way in Spain you have, like, they don't have a proper bin. So we just were using, like, <laughs> the plastic bag that they'd given us from the, like, supermercado with a Hung on the bag, door. And I fucked it into the balcony. Oh, his balcony. I was like, don't fucking ever fancy me. There's my rubbish. <laughs> I understand that though. Do you know when you're like, when you're so young, like, you're like, don't fancy me back because I don't know what to oh, do with that. Yeah, I'm like, like, hold on. on I run checks I can't cash. Yeah. Like, it's like, yeah. I'm happy just. Like, let's just uh, whoa, <laughs> read whoa, it back whoa, whoa, here, whoa. okay? Yeah. Well, I'm going to jump in the pool. You, I find you attractive. <laughs> yeah. Let's just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> Neither of us have to acknowledge this. No. I, yeah. I mean, no, and English people as well because you're always in the holidays. They're like, what? Fancy a shag. You're like, you're 12. They're always very horny. They're like, always like, I've been shagging since I was 13. I know. They're all with Hence Jeremy Gall. God rest that freaking show. God rest the show. No. Someone asked a question actually, Joanne, oh. and they said, let me pull it up here. That was interesting. They said, do you ever feel pressure to be funny and full of energy all the time because of your job? Interesting, interesting. Were you ever the funny you friend know? that you're like, <laughs> were you always the funny friend? I was the clown, yeah. yeah the so do you find friend. that you're the entertainer? I would be in grown up. So I know I sometimes I listen to uh, comedians do interviews and they they say like that traditionally comedians 
are were always the kind of quiet, sad children, mm. um, and that they aren't traditionally class clients, and that's tortured artist. Kind of mm. like, like that they were bullied and like you know the observer maybe so they yeah. picked up all this yeah that they weren't the clown stuff whereas I was very much the clown mm. I was very much the clown yeah like I had to sit on my own in class and all because I was just disruptive and wanting laughs and looking for attention yeah. and all that shit um yeah no I was and do I feel pressure no actually I don't no I don't what's nice is that you can switch off and it's mm. important to switch off and I think that's what I was saying earlier that. I suppose that's a better way to describe why um, I'm not good at like ringing my friends now and doing all that because when I'm not on stage I'm, I don't want to perform yeah. and there is a certain mm-hmm. level of performance in every single interaction you have even if it's someone you've known 30 years mm-hmm. when you're talking to them there is a performance mm-hmm. there you have a role they have a role um, and sometimes like, you don't have the energy for it and I put a lot of energy into performing yeah. it takes a lot out of you oh, like oh, even I feel guilty going on about how art Edinburgh is because like I say well, it's not a shows. fucking war zone Jesus down. Christ like, we I know what, but four on the tour <laughs> literally so mean, you'll understand on the way back from Cork which was our last show we didn't talk no mm. well we had Johnny on the fucking train no remember the last one Cork that, that was, was Limerick oh that was Limerick yeah oh, Cork yes. the two was just sat there really yeah. like get me home and usually for the first few shows I was like let's grab a cocktail after and Jenny was like no because I feed off the shows in a different yeah. way. Well, Lindsay off and I are different. You're definitely more of an extrovert than I am. Like, yeah. I'm an extroverted introvert. Like, I can be extroverted, but it drains me. Like, yeah. after the shows, I'm like, loving the shows, and then the minute I sit down, I'm like, I could literally go into an induced coma. Yeah. Like, I could lie on the bed and just be like, ah. It takes an idea. It's like, there's two types. There's a type of person who gets energy from social interaction and yeah. who gets drained. I get energy off it. I... Yeah could stay up all night on the freaking vape and the adrenaline because it's you're going off adrenaline as yeah. well there's a really good book that i um, read recently called what is it fuck i should totally remember i'm also reading a book at the moment about homing pigeons which i want to tell you about because it's actually fascinating <laughs> i know are recently reading we're reading now. good we um, reading now. pigeons use roundabouts that's all i'm going to say about that but we'll come back to that <laughs> um so yeah they use the exits they use the exits yeah Oh, they're trying to get places. I imagine them like beating. You didn't fuck it in the cave. I can. I love pigeons. But yeah, I'm they're great. Right. a pigeon with like the two legs intact, and I'm always like, oh my god. Oh, you're talking about street pigeons, the but natural I pigeons. I love all pigeons. But that's all I'd be seeing. No, there's really. there's highbrow aristocratic yeah. racing pigeons. My wow. cat killed mm. one once. Oh, it's very traumatic. What cat? Mm. Oh, sooty back in the glass nevin days. But oh, I love gosh. pigeons in general, and I always kind of like them. And then my friend Taya, who's also a comedian, she broke it down to me why she loved them. And she was like, I fucking love pigeons. And I was like, so do I. Everyone hates them. Why do you like them? And she was like, because if a pigeon was a man or a human, she's like, they'd be the one in the dive bars. They're like bikers having drinks, being like, how the fuck? And I was like, that's exactly it. Yeah. Pigeons are like, all the other birds are like, oh, I don't yeah. want to see you, miss. And pigeons are like, can I have some of that chicken fillet roll? Yeah, I know I'm also basically a chicken. I remember she would fag butts and all in the street <laughs> with little fringes and everything. Like, they got two stumps. Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, I'll eat that. Yeah. yeah. They're like, yeah, I fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Back in the day. Oh, yeah, the vape. Sorry. I'm Back in the day, they used girls. They use pigeons to like uh, bring a million letters from like out of wars and stuff. Like they're yes. super amazing romantic animals. There are them and pigs. Bring that back. Actually, she said romantic. What is romantic that a pigeon would be? Bringing oh, I know. Letters. And they're super smart. People Do that in the office. Be, they train them to take to, to um, <laughs> tell the difference between like my ways and Picasso's and all. I know. There's, they get their legs blown off in the electric wire. I swear also, to God, I they're wouldn't the city pigeons. If I saw a pigeon with like a pierced wing, I wouldn't bat an eye. No, no, no. I'd be like, cool flex, bro. I'd be yeah. like, expect that. If little Danny yeah. Jack. Where should we get it done? <laughs> Danny off Faith Street. Do you know That's what? what we need to talk about. Little poke hole fucking <laughs> anchor on his arm and no, all. No, they would, but like, do you know what I love? I think it also. Yeah. Do you remember that show? Um, <laughs> do you remember that show, Good Feathers? No. It was in the Animaniacs and there was these pigeons that were like yes. good fellas and they were like, how are you doing? I think that gave me my affinity pigeons. I was like, pigeons are cool. They were They're like, amazing. They were gangsters. They were like, how the fuck are you doing, baby? Like, when I yes. went to college, I had a bike and I remember like I could barely <laughs> ride a fucking road, but like I was cycling into college and like the pigeons, I'd be literally speeding down the road, a basket full of art supplies going to NCAD. And the pigeon wouldn't fucking move. No, and they're I'm like, like, I'm going to run over you. You're going to pop under my little Last tire. minute. They're like, and they're like, come at me. They're like, bring it. Oh. And I always was swerving <laughs> to one point where I swerved and I, my wheel clipped into a Lewis line and I, all oh. my art supplies 
we're on the fucking Lewis line. He's blowing right his wings. Yeah. He's like, yeah. <laughs> I told you I wasn't going to move. Yeah. I told you Thomas Street's mind, bitch. They're ballsy. <laughs> it's like, whoa. They're the, if you think pumped. about it, they're one of the very I've few birds pigeoned. who can like live with, like they kind of abide by our rules. They're human birds. Like, they're, they're human do, man like, birds, yeah. They don't give a fuck. Bestiality doesn't exist when pigeons. Like, no. 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 The pigeon no, can rock right. up in here. <laughs> you're saying if you sex the pigeon, it's consensual. Is I that what you're saying? If you, can, if you can fit it in that tiny hole, a tiny little pigeon. For but we don't know. We have no idea what their genitalia are. It's mad. Or like you know, you look at them and you're like, I, I don't think know how do they do it? They could kind Did of. Hear about the gay penguins. So cute. No. So there's loads of like gay penguins, right? LGBTQP. Yeah, <laughs> loads and loads of them. But these the this gay couple, yeah. these two males were trying <laughs> to hatch. They were trying to like smash a rock, like they were simulating hatching an egg because they're in love, but they can't actually physically have kids themselves. And then this other female penguin kept like throwing her eggs away and was basically taken off by social services, being a shit mum. So they gave her egg. To the, to the two guys and they're Aww. now hatching it themselves Aww. they like pass it between themselves the they're keeping them warm they're serious oh my god so Evan's I tried to drink the microphone there I've probably had enough <laughs> no I want more we're going to pause for X no well, I mean I've had enough probably enough alcohol I just no, tried I mean, to drink I'm going to pause for more because we're out of <laughs> well not now we're going to finish the episode first right I'm out um, but Evan's friend had a pigeon that would drop by the house every night and it would come in and sit in his shoulder and then it ended up starting to do this mating dance it fancied him and it'd be on the edge of the bed of the couch no. i swear and it'd go and it would like show it it would open up its vagina and his wife got jealous and was like get that fucking pigeon out of here hold on pigeons have vaginas of course they do well like whatever the thing that pigeon you didn't know about a pigeon oh yeah. look i knew <laughs> you, you didn't know about a pigeon you never watched porn bitch <laughs> They're a whole genre up beside Asian women. Yeah, it's legal. It's no beast yelling yeah. here. No, but, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so are we going to do X-Girls now? We're on an hour. So we I haven't said anything. I haven't said anything. We've talked about pigeons we have and talked Bolivia. About like, that's and we haven't even it. got into how you bloody got into comedy. No. <laughs> okay, so we'll end. Okay, so before we go on X-Girls, because I'm sorry, gals, that all the juicy, sexy Tinder shit, some X-Girls gave us some questions about oh, great. three ways dating older men yeah. Tinder oh, yeah. so that's all going on x girls unfortunately if you want to be a part of that sign up because again if you don't come to our show and if you're not a part of our Patreon you're a fucking loser but, that's why you're threatening them I like well, that well it is right but the yeah. thing is, is that if you like, actually stop that's rude if you want more of Joanne's comedy when is your show I know you have a show coming up so my stand up show my new stand up show is called the Prosecco Express and it's on at the Dublin Fringe from the 10th to the 15th of September and the tickets are on my website joannemcnally.com oh my god Yay. we have to go I'm dying no, I'm dying I'll give you tickets I love you and you can come to ours yeah. in Vicker Street when are you in Vicker Street 16th of November great I'm going to go up on stage as well Fab. oh you can yes you defo can but you're not allowed to make any jokes because you're funnier than us <laughs> <laughs> but so you got I just like cut the mic I'm like this is mine Mine! <laughs> but I want to finish on just so to for the it girls to encapsulate the episode so you said that you were going through that tr- troubling time and then that broke up and he publicly broke up with you and then you kind of wrote bite me so obviously you were going through like eating disorders and did you feel that comedy in a way was a healer of that oh my god yeah like I don't know I'm so sometimes I get really freaked out when I think like how it nearly didn't happen. Mm. Like if Una and PJ hadn't been so forceful with me about mm. getting into it, it wouldn't have happened. And I'm, I freak, like, it, it, yeah, it's, it terrifies me. I don't know what I would have done. Mm. I, I would have had no reason to get better if I hadn't had something to get better for. And comedy is what I got better, better for. But like maybe you thought to get some deep, deep levels here. Bring it! You thought the men me. would heal you. Actually, yeah, and actually, I healed. Something did heal I you, healed, yeah. but it came from like people who cared about you and saw talent, and that because what that did was like it nurtured a part of you that maybe you didn't know existed yet. Yes, there was something in Beautiful. me. There was something in me that I thought that was going to be fixed by a man, mm. and it actually was fixed by me and yeah. your own ability and my own ability. And that's the. Uh, I mean, comedy is one of the only kind of creatives still that you can. Like, it's difficult in, say, even PC culture right now where, like, we're, this is not allowed to be funny. We're not allowed to say that. We're not. But it's, like, comedy, if you, 
I remember Joan Rivers saying it when her oh, husband died and her husband killed himself and she made a mm. joke about it in a way that Gosh, she went out it's an amazing it's and a, Joan Rivers is tell the story because it's okay, such so a good she, story her husband killed himself yeah and um, that happened she went out for dinner with her daughter and it was also a really traumatic suicide because didn't he like he he was very rich and he actually killed himself because he had some sort of like I don't know gambling addiction so basically like they were fucked after he died like I mean obviously she was successful but like he had pissed away a lot of her money like it was like he killed himself obviously tragic and horrendous but also like they were left with this their lives were loads of debt yeah politics and whatever so but they went out for dinner her and her daughter who were like so close and they were looking at the menu and they're obviously really upset you know and Joan they're looking at the menu and Joan just goes oh god if you had to answer the price of this meal you kill himself all over (laughs) (laughs) and it was like to bring breathe air and just open up the window and let air into it there's nothing funny about suicide or your husband or yeah 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 yeah, yeah. there's humour within those things of course there is acceptable yeah and I think that's what's difficult doing anything comedic in like 2019 because we're being told that's actually not allowed to be funny. Yeah. And it's like, but it is still Of course funny it is. And way. I think laughing is actually like an amazing therapy in itself. Like that, imagine that. Like imagine all the sadness yeah. and mm. the awkwardness and you'd feel like maybe some embarrassment and like yeah. you'd feel this loss of your father and all those things. Mm-hmm. And then your mum makes a joke like that. That's fucking hilarious. Because like all of a yeah. sudden diffused. It's, it yeah. is a medicine. It's diffused. It definitely. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I always say like, People can say, oh, you're not allowed to joke with that, and you're not allowed to mm. joke with that. At the end of the day, funny is just funny. No yeah. one can oh, argue yeah. with it. Like, you either laugh or you don't. And, like, a bad joke is just one where people don't laugh. It doesn't mean that, like, oh, you offended someone. It's like, you can make anything funny if it's a good joke. My, my vibe on it is, you can make a joke about anything you want, and someone mightn't like it and oh. that's their prerogative and that's fine and then they, they just, just won't come to your, to your shows, shows. <laughs> and then yeah. that's grand and that's why there's different genres of comedy yes you know you have the Jimmy Carr who has the like quick witted little jokes yeah but Joan Rivers was actually interesting there's a documentary because she had like when she died in her house which was amazing she had like drawers full any oh, joke she, she wrote jokes, down yeah. and saved and alphabetically kept yeah. yeah she's like Jay she goes in she's yeah. like joke okay, about Jules yeah and they were like quick snappy amazing jokes yeah so like, she was almost like yeah she was like a little joke machine whereas I wouldn't was. be able to keep a file of facts like that because no, mine's more like we're stories. not like that either like when we are doing a show we have like a small little you're little chatting it's whatever. storytelling more yeah. 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 yeah 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 defo but yeah. like but yeah we're gonna yeah. tell the juicy stuff on X girls yes so we're gonna move on over we're gonna to move that. on over but if you want jo- tickets to Joanne's show go over what's your website again joannemcnight.com very easy love that yeah. um, go to her show before you come because to our she show just, she's just off Edinburgh 60 shows yeah 60 so, shows a well-oiled machine 60 well-oiled it's fairly fucking polished although I do change it a lot of course yeah you have to keep it interesting for yeah. yourself for myself well. yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And so. it's about marriage and kids. I should have said that. <laughs> well, now you did. Marriage, yeah. kids, girlies, go get them. Yeah, you're get them. for marriage and kids. It's about not doing or those things. Yes, exactly. the most popular female comics in Ireland. Yes. Yes. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks, Thank you. Girls. Thanks, guys. We're over to X-Girls now. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.